what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome, welcome to the Hustle Sold Separately. We are a weekly podcast dedicated to doers, creators, artists, entrepreneurs, CEOs, innovators, people in and around the world that are, they're on their vibe, they're in their thing, they're building on something they believe in. They, as I say, are outside the status quo. They don't believe in being contained to a certain box. They're probably a multitude of different titles in their life and a multitude of different, you know, jobs and discoveries because they're constantly building on their passion and, and uh, you know, they're humble in the process. All of you guys are. And every week we bring on a lot of different guests that talk about what they're experiencing in real time as well, too, because they're no different than you and I. They're just uh, on their journey. They're documenting it or and I'm certainly helping them document it. And we're talking about what are they experiencing as they're growing you know, whether it's uh, still in a startup stage or all the way up to, you know, they're, they're, they're post Grammy winning. Right. But like, they're still constantly building on something. They don't just stop. And, uh, as you guys know, I always say we don't glamorize or glorify end success. How could we, um, it's a process. Success is a process and success is different to every single person. That's the other thing I want the audience to understand is that like what success for uh, a fashion designer, like we have on today is different than a music artist is different than, uh, you know, a tech startup. It's different for everybody. And it's also about, you know, your personal growth as well too, because success is also about your health. It's about your mindset. It's about, you know, your life, right? So, uh, this week will be no different. As you guys know, I'm Matt Gosman, founder and editor in chief of HDF magazine, founder of uh, a few other ventures. And we'll talk about those here coming up in future episodes. You guys can find me at Matt Gottesman. If you want to know about my other ventures on Instagram, you can also find me at HDF magazine on Instagram. You guys continue to keep, um, commenting and sharing your thoughts. I appreciate it. I respond to each and every one of you guys, as you know, I'm on it. I'm really on it, including uh, our guest that's going to be on here in a second. Uh, um, he's uh, he's definitely on it in terms of Instagram. And he actually he reached out after um, I, I gave a talk. And uh, I just I thought what he's doing is just so uh, incredible. And so I'm going to cue him up. His name is Dalton England. He's the designer, owner and founder of the tie dye company. And um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about his, his bio, um, but we're going to be talking a lot about chasing your gut feelings and then connecting the world to create a movement, but also how he was able to um, use and leverage in, in the Internet to actually expand this movement and not overthink it, but just move. Right. And and the thing is, is that I was watching him, um, how he was in, integrating his product, his uh, his clothing in with influencers online, but in a, in, a, in an entertaining way. And how he's connecting with people in general that resonate with the vibe of what he was already creating. It was, so it was a very organic process. And the more I saw what he was doing, I was like, all right, you know, this guy's got to come on the podcast because I want him to tell his story. I want him to expand in what he's already building. He's having a good year, you know. And so uh, Dalton, as I mentioned, founder and CEO of the tie-dye company, um, they're creating this vibrant apparel for positive people and inspiring them to, quote unquote, dream in color. We'll talk a little bit about that as also as part of the theme. And it's more than a clothing company, as he states, you know, it's 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 curating this creative community aimed at empowering the people around the world so they can create a more positive company. And I definitely think that more of those initiatives are needed and while also providing a vehicle for expression through vibrant handmade tie dye apparel. And as you guys have seen, tie dye is exploded 
And he'll talk a little bit about how he got out in front of that, knowing that ahead of time um, and uh, where the market was heading. And the label strives to awaken and create confidence for individuals who want to take the road less traveled. So perfect place to be on the podcast for that, uh, enabling them to fearlessly chase their dreams alongside one another. And then through combining uh, on-trend statement pieces and positive lifestyles, the tie-dye company colorizes passionate visionaries, giving them the power to dream in colors I mentioned. And you'll see, like, if you go to check out the tie-dye company, go see, like, all these different artists and dancers uh, and musicians. Um, in a previous life, as, as Dalton says it, he was a baseball player, played up uh, at the Division One level and found success when uh, batters chased curveballs. Now he finds success when people chase their dreams, and that's a lot more fun for him at the moment. So welcome to the show, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah. It's a pleasure to be here. This is my first time on a on a podcast, so I got to thank you for giving me the platform to tell my story. I'm grateful to be here. That's awesome. And I actually love hearing that. Um, you'd be surprised, like, all kinds of people that come on here, they say that. It's their first time, and that's, really? like, one of my favorite feelings because uh, a lot of reasons, including selfishly, that I got you first, you know, before, like, all the other hype comes out around you, you know, yeah. <laughs> over time. But, and, and for those listening too, um, I met Dalton because he's part of the designer boot camp for uh, Phoenix fashion week. And he's on the runway this, uh, this fall for Phoenix fashion week. So, I mean, he's, he's making some really cool moves and, uh, and I thought it'd be great to bring him on the show. So, um, the first question is I, I always, I always say is it's the same, right? Because like walk us through how we got to here today and your story, your background is pretty cool. And you can go as far back as you want from baseball or pre-baseball all the way to kind of how you thought about creating the tie-dye company and then, you know, where we're at right now. All right. Um, I'll start uh, right with when baseball ended, I guess, because yeah. I've always, growing up, I was always a baseball player. That was like the only plan I ever had. Like, it was like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was a baseball player. What do I want to do? I just wanted to play baseball all the time. That was really all I ever cared about because I spent all my time doing that. And then um, I went to college and played at Scottsdale Community College for two years and then we ended up winning a conference championship and my name kind of got out there for baseball. And then I went to play division one at North Dakota state, graduated the same year as uh, Carson Wentz. So that was pretty cool experience right. to do that too. But, um, baseball ended and I graduated, I moved back home to Arizona and I got a job as a pool service technician working outside. And so I spent a lot of time by myself listening to, to podcasts and stuff. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't enjoy the job necessarily. I was just making the paychecks and trying to, just get by I guess and I just it kind of just drove me insane being outside and just doing something I didn't love all the time and I wasn't pa I wasn't passionate about it I didn't care to wake up like now when I wake up today it's like I wake up and I'm like let's do this like right. I'm ready every single day I don't I don't there's no like five more minutes anymore it's like I wake up and I'm I'm crazy about every single day like I'm happy to do everything that I'm doing but before I wasn't so I was just listening to podcasts and hearing all these people just like you just telling the stories of how they did it and the, I think the first story that inspired me was one about this music artist who said uh, he just like quit what he was doing and he's like I'm just gonna promise he promised himself two years or he told his parents two years like just give me two years to, to try and build something for myself and um, I think that was Dylan Francis too I think that was his story I, I might be wrong but I heard that and I just I did the same exact thing I was like two years I'm gonna see what I can do and so now I'm a year in and uh, I guess I could tell you about how I found tie dye. Do you want me to start there? Well, you know, um, well, first of all, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, I like the idea of um, making a promise to yourself, right? Because uh, I think more often than not, uh, if we allow ourselves to get stuck, um, that that's a horrible feeling. And 
if we can take a small step by just being like, you know what, look, let me just try something for a year or two. I can always come back. Nobody ever comes back, by the way. But like, let me try a year or two because I'm worth it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it probably was Dylan Francis. I mean, I've seen some of some of his stuff, and and um, so that's uh that's incredible. And then um, but yeah, you were talking about how right before you started Tie Dye Company, you were doing some things online, and you learned a little bit about retail arbitrage. I want you to talk about that because I, I like the idea that we people understand that we're living in a world where, um, you know, anything's possible, and you can yeah. really use the internet to, to to leverage to create business. Yeah, and. and- all brick and mortar stores. I mean, everybody knows now, like Amazon's pretty much putting everybody out of business that has a, a concrete store and everything's going online. So at that point when I was just, I just decided like, I'm not happy anymore. I was like, I, I was actually on my way to work. I was driving to work and just thinking in my head, like if my boss texts me and tells me to do anything today, like I'm going to quit. Like I'm just, I have to. And literally <laughs> right, right after that thought, my phone buzzed. I was like, no way, like no Universe. way. And so I picked up my phone, it was my boss, and I was like, all right. And so I just made a quick U-turn and went straight home. And then right there, that's when I, I just jumped right into the deep end, I guess. I quit my job and had no backup plan at all, but that was what I heard all the people on the podcast, all these guru, not, not even gurus, celebrities, I guess, saying like, the best thing you can do in your early 20s is just quit your job without a backup plan, and you'll learn a lot more from that experience than you would doing anything else. And then another thing I heard was, instead of going to college, take that $40,000 and invest into your own business or something that you can learn from and you'll get more out of that. I mean, you'll still be $40,000 in debt same way you were with college. And I mean, I have a degree now and I'm paying off student loan debt. And the reason I don't have a job with, I have a psychology degree and the reason I don't have a job with it is because I don't ever want to make it my job. I never, everybody that has a job hates it. Like nobody wants to have a job. And so I wanted to make it something that I really enjoyed doing. And I try, I'm, I want to integrate psychology into my brand and business and whatever I do in the future organically just make it a natural thing and actually provide value because I mean they say that all you got to do is provide value and then the money follows after that like people buy into value and so I feel like I'm just I'm trying to play the long-term game and and figure things out and work for free do whatever I got to do now to build equity I guess and then hopefully I can provide value that turns a profit later on but yeah with ETH with uh the arbitrage online when I when I quit my job I needed something to pay the bills and so I went to eBay and I started selling literally everything that I owned I actually started with Pokemon cards because I, I I went to my parents house and I found in their garage my old collection of Pokemon cards and I was I was like these might be worth something and uh, started going through them and looking at what they're worth on eBay and what people are selling them for and people people are making a lot of money off there's people that are going crazy about Pokemon cards still I was like this is nuts like these Charizard cards are going for like 70 80 bucks i was like i got three of them like i had a good collection as a kid i was an early investor i guess and so uh, i sold my whole collection in like two months and it was probably like 3500 dollars that i made off those alone and then i started selling my clothes literally anything i could <laughs> that's and awesome i had a at the time i was trying to make music too like literally trying anything I, I played guitar for a month i was just trying anything to just not get a job again and start something that would bring in money and one of my friends was like you're not going to make money like making music and I was like dude it's not even about the music I was like I'm just trying to do anything and everything and you know with music it was like if you can write a a song that that blows up it's like then it's it's all it's just take off from there like even one hit wonders it's like dude one one hit wonder and you're set for life it's like why wouldn't why wouldn't we be at least just be practicing for at least a few minutes a day writing getting better at all these little things that honestly make you better in every other area of life and I think honestly it's just art like 
practicing art on the side and using it as an outlet for me at least has built who I am today and like in every sense business school sports like relationships it's just I've kind of centered everything around my art and I think it's because I've done it in like a positive way it's not like anything that I've done selfishly like I don't like putting a price on art for me has been impossible to do it's like I don't even want to sell this stuff it's like you can just have it it's like just let's just build on this movement and that's really where, where I've been coming from but um yeah selling online all that stuff I learned e-commerce and my, that same friend that told me you're not gonna make money off music he came over and uh, uh he brought over like a bunch of business stuff for me because he's a business he was actually in his last year at ASU for business and he was about to graduate and he he bought these programs online for selling it was like e-commerce mastery and then drop shipping and they were paid paid programs and he just gave them to me and he's like I don't even have time to do these and I think I, I stayed up like all night for like two days I finished all of them mm-hmm. wrote notes on everything and learned it all and um there was this idea of drop shipping from Amazon to eBay and I was like we are gonna be millionaires I thought mm-hmm. we were I thought it was like this is it like we're gonna make so much money just scamming people and uh so it was like buying stuff on Amazon and selling it for a higher price on eBay and I didn't even sell really anything doing that. I just, the idea of it was like, this is crazy. Like I just never even thought about doing something like that. I was like, who else is doing this in the world? But then, I mean, everybody's doing it. Now I look at every product online and it's like, oh, someone's just a middleman selling that. It's like, everything's through a third party. It's like, now I've learned that it's like, dang. But through that, I was looking for other, for products to sell doing that. And I, I was using this app called Merchant Words that tells you, uh, the amount of key, like the keywords that are getting searched every month and then how many results show up. And uh, I was just using, I would just type in table and then it would show you like a million searches per month and then this, this many results. So this many people selling it. And I wasn't really finding anything. And then I typed in tie dye and that's when I, I thought the app was broken because it was, it was like 350,000 searches per month and then like 32 results. I was like, there's no way that there's a product out there on the internet that nobody's selling, but everybody's searching for. I was like, there's no way. But I mean, I looked into it more. I started Googling it and it's like, there are, there are people selling it, but it looks like they started in like night, like when the internet started. So their Mm -hmm. website looks like it's straight, like from an H, like from a word document or something. It's like, you just like, there's nothing like professionalized. Like there's no brands that have really branded around tie dye. And so I was like, this might be something special and so i really just from there i i I deleted the app i stopped paying for it and then i just took the leap of faith and i've just been running with it ever since i haven't even looked back i haven't even looked at the amount of times people are searching it now or the trends i'm just going with it Mm. i mean i'm i'm pretty deep now so you know first of all and thank you for being you know for being honest about like you're like yeah you know i was trying to make money uh you know we were you know i was gonna do the drop shipping you know it's gonna scam the system you know Um, but it led you, you know, it didn't work. See what happens Mm -hmm. when, but it led you to an honest, uh, you know, epiphany and honest finding of like, Oh, this is really interesting. Like, and it makes sense. I mean, because like, you know, um, you were, you know, the idea of looking up clothing, now you're making your own clothing, you know, you love music. Now you're integrating music and art into the whole process of like how you promote the brand. So I, that's why a lot of times I tell people like, to not be hard on themselves, all of us, because I, I was too for a while until like I look back and you're like, oh man, if you actually piece all the things together, it actually makes sense how we either end up back to where we started or we integrate all those things at some point into the thing, you know, the the the, the beautiful thing that we're creating, right? Yeah. You know, and so um, so now, 
one of the things that I noticed that you were doing, you, you incorporate a lot of um, cross promoting with other other people, other brands, uh, artists, um, dancers, all that stuff. Walk everybody through that because like I get people. Oh, I, this is so important. This is this is one of the biggest reasons why like I really commend you because so many people ask me all the time like they don't understand this idea of uh, how to grow an Instagram or a brand and put it out there. And I'm like, you know, it, it's just like anything else. You actually have to socialize with other people. You have to provide value to other people, mm-hmm. give them your product or service, or just promote them in some way, have a platform for them, whatever it is, celebrate other people. They will also celebrate you yep. and then you expand from there. But that's work. And so everybody usually just games the system. They're like, I'll just yeah. go get a bot. And I'm like, but that's not going to translate to sales later or a community. Yeah, you know when it's a bot and you know oh, oh man all the time and when someone's trying to sell you something like i haven't tried to sell a single shirt since i started i just now last night released my first like little mini collection just because of how i mean we're learning the business side of fashion through phoenix fashion week and so i haven't released a collection yet i've just been making shirts and just right. posting as much as i can just showing everybody what i'm doing and yeah i haven't made anything about sales but then i look at my bank accounts like okay this is why we're not making sales and so now i'm trying to push sales a little bit and it's challenging me it's like this isn't my brand like so now I'm like right now I'm in this like little like it's like an in-between like a transition stage like I'm like it's like I'm making like a little mini pivot into like being not just like an artist now it's like yes I'm a CEO now and I'm yes. making real decisions for a, a business and yep it's been challenging, but now it's like, okay, I can, now that I'm here, I can balance things and have like the creative side and the business side. And then building a team from here, I think will help a bunch, but in everything has been just straight relationships. Yeah. I, when I f- started, it wasn't like I had a, I, I still don't even consider I like a big audience, but I only had like a Snapchat audience. I wasn't posting on Instagram. I had just Snapchat because even at that, I was trying to do comedy. I was like, I want to do stand up comedy, anything to not work a job you know and so i was practicing comedy on there and so i had my loyal audience but maybe a hundred people and but i knew that those 100 people i was like if i started a brand and i had t-shirts i know these 100 people would wear them yeah and so that's really where i started i was like i'm gonna make you guys all t-shirts yeah. and i told them i was like i'm gonna make everybody t-shirts 100 of them make sure you guys have them and um i wrote everyone's name down on on a piece of paper numbered them and I think it, I mean, it wasn't long after that, like one or two months and everybody had a shirt and I was like, this is sick. Like now I've just been building off that. And mm-hmm. then the relationships online, like I have to give a shout out to like all the influencers because honestly, a lot of them have come, have come to me. It's not like I've been, I haven't been soliciting anything. Like I've knocked on some doors, but it's really just been like, Hey, like I'm doing this. If you like it and you want to work together, like let's work together. It's not like I've been like, Hey, I'm selling this. Um, if you like them, I'll give you this discount code. I haven't made a single discount code for anybody yet i've just been trying to literally just build a community of people and all the dancers artists and everything it's i think that it's a it's like a community and culture that that we need as artists and i think that's why people have kind of like gravitated towards the brand instead of me trying to like grab everybody like the future kings evan um he's one of the dancers and he messaged me first and i was like dude how did you find me and he's he's like i think i found you on like the discovery page so just posting online and having content on there and making the brand available for people to to come to it i think has been a big part of it too a lot of people don't even post it's like or if they do post they post just once a day it's like dang only one like to a lot of people one post a day is a lot even one a week but i mean if you want to like build a business or brand or make a lot of relationships like people want to do they want to grow and like everyone's trying to get more followers i think it's really just putting yourself out there as much as possible and not worrying about the quality of it 
just as much quantity as you can and then the quality will come afterwards as as long as you're experiencing and learning and trying to just build on your craft it's just like sports like i was yeah. a pitcher and they always talk about um working on your craft and um it's all the little things that you learn from and you grow yeah. with instead of trying to like be like textbook about everything like everyone's about numbers but i'm just like it's not about numbers anymore i really don't think it is like maybe in a like in a sense you can retarget people using ads and stuff but i, I feel like now it's all about just being genuine and authentic and having something real that you're passionate about that'll actually help you grow there's uh there's a lot in there i want to i want to share because uh, you're absolutely right um and as an artist you and moving into uh, a ceo role that you still maintain your artistry but yeah the numbers will help you dictate okay we seem to do really well over here more so than over here let's maybe put a little bit more effort over here and this maybe like just kind of see how it performs. you know it's it'll it'll just be numbers there to help you think through yeah you know your decision making it's just data it's just data um, but yeah, you know, Kim Gold was on the, the podcast and, you know, I know she's involved uh, usually with Phoenix Fashion Week. She was true religion jeans. And she said, she's like, it's easy for an artist to go and become a business person. It's not always easy for a business person to go become an artist. Artists sooner or later, because they have to formalize around their brand and like, yeah. because, because they see how much how, you, people start coming out of the woodwork. I want, I want it. 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 Okay. How do we get more people to help fulfill those orders? How do we make sure we streamline the foundation for fulfilling those orders? How do we, you know, and, and it's all those mm -hmm. things. And so I, I think that it's great that you're, you know, you're already aligning with that. And then, and then the other thing too is I get hit up by so many people to be on the show and I like that you didn't. And, and cause some people think that automatically you have to be like this massively huge brand and I, you don't, but I was watching everything that you just said has been in alignment with what I've been watching. And that's by the way, like a big reason why, like I wanted you to come on the show. Just, just, I had to throw that out there just because like, the your ability you're like i just wanted to create and put out content it didn't have to be perfect i just wanted to move i just wanted to create community and people started reaching out and then i was like how can i add more value and then i was adding more value and then um you know i was ending up in the discovery channel and then uh the discovery channel on, on instagram and then dancers were reaching out to me and then you know what i'm saying like you epitomize all the things that i believe in and i constantly tell everybody to do versus everybody who's just like i'm gonna cut the line and be like oh let me just be featured <laughs> you yeah. know what i'm like well there's more to it because like People who are really enjoying what they're doing. I mean, sometimes it works. Sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, actually, I do know who you are. I'd love for you to come on the show. But more often than not, I like to go out and find the creators myself because I'm mm -hmm. like you. There's something going on there. Um, so I, I wanted to give you that credit because you're constantly just kind of like building on the art of it and then understanding that there's, you know, a business to be had. Um, you know, I saw with a really great brand uh, at Black, B-L-A-C-K on Instagram, you know, um, and similar you know he was just featured in forbes um julian julian ohan ohan or something like that i think is, is how you pronounce his last name they were doing something very similar to you he was a graphic designer and he was just messing everything's always black so he's messing with like tumblers and people wanted it so he's like all right you know but it took him like two three years before really like putting doing an actual clothing brand out of it and accessories and basically just constantly communicating with the audience we're like hey do you guys like this like all right, I'll do a one-off and see how that goes. And then mm -hmm. like, you know, and then they would sell out and be like, how do we fulfill all these orders? You know, <laughs> like the Forbes article is really cool because I've been watching it for the last two, three years and I'm like, see, there it is. And they just hit a million in revenue. Um, but it was at the whole point, just like you brought up of like, you put out content, you connect with the audience, you see what they like, what they don't like. If they didn't like that, you know, and, or if you sell out, like, how do you handle that? Oh, I guess we'll have to figure that out with the website and fulfillment and drop shipping, you know? Yep. So it's definitely, it's definitely a process. Um, 
you talked a little bit about um, chasing your, your gut feeling. That's hard for a lot of people. That's a hard thing for a lot of people. You, you know, you mentioned it pre, uh, prior to this, this show. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about that. Like how, how, how do you channel that? Like intuitively just, you get a feeling and then you're like, you know what, I'm just going to run with this because it's not easy for a lot of people. People feel stuck often and, but they're their own prison, right? Yeah. Um, I think everybody knows like, I mean, you lay your head down. What's that? What's that phrase? You lay your head on, on your own pillow at the end of the night or whatever it is. I think everyone like deep down knows like what they want out of life and like, like their purpose. And then, so I have my degree in psychology and we, we learn a lot about, um, stress and depression and anxiety and stuff. And, um, I feel like a lot of that stems from losing your purpose. Like you can see with dogs, like if you, if you give a dog, like a toy, like, or a, a, a ball, like tennis ball, like dogs love tennis ball. They love going to play ball. And that's their, like, they feel like that's their job. Like that's their duty. Like they want to go play ball all the time. That's why they always have the ball in their mouth. And you take the ball away from the dog and it's, and the dog becomes like depressed. And I feel like it's the same way with people. It's like, if you take away what people actually want to do all day, it's like, they're going to, you're going to feel off. And I feel like that's why a lot of people experience depression and anxiety and then it becomes chronic and then it's an illness. But really, I think it's just like you just got to find your ball or find whatever it is that you're passionate about and just and just go with that and like let literally ch- like whatever your gut feeling is and like stop listening to your head, stop listening to other people, no noise and just what you want to do. So just say yes to the things that you love and then literally no to everything else. I feel like my entire life, I never said the word no. Like I never told it. It was always just like short end of the stick. Like I'll take it like whatever to try and like we've like instead of craving my own path i was going walking around everybody else's and once i started saying no to everything like no i don't want to do that like that is i don't feel good doing that like i want to do only what makes me feel good and that's it and that's the path i've been on for a year now and it's i mean i i wouldn't do it any other way i would tell everybody honestly just chase your dreams literally do only what you want because i mean you do you want to feel challenged all day like why am i doing this like, what's my purpose? I feel like you, you don't even find your purpose. It's not even something that you search for. It's just something that just happens. I feel like you just go for it. Like do everything, be passionate about everything you do. It's not about just one passion. It's like, just be passionate in general. And I think that you'll find what, what your purpose is. Wait, and, and I think a lot of times people are worried about like, well, I don't know what my purpose is. I'm like, no, no, no. But like, just do some Try things. More. And when, yeah, exactly. I was, I, that's where all the answers come from. I was, I did everything from like writing poetry, trying to make music. Like I'm not a music artist. Like I said, like it was never about the music. It's just that I'm trying to express yourself. Yeah. Anything. Like I played guitar for 30 days straight for only 30 days straight. Like I documented it. I didn't play again for like another year and it wasn't because I wanted to be a guitarist. It was just, I'm just trying everything I can to find out what clicks, you know? And like tie dye, I never made a single tie dye shirt or even owned one before I saw the trend it was just and now it's something i love to do like i love making tie-dye shirts like as childish and arts and crafts as it may seem and some people laugh when they hear about it i'm like it's it's something like big for me now like it's it's not even just t-shirts that's why some people even they they say like i'm a t-shirt brand it's like it's more like just an art brand i think yeah Yeah. even the business side it's like none of it has been really business decisions because i'm not focusing on the numbers still like even building like budget plans and stuff. It's like, I have somebody else do that for me so that I can 
focus on just the art of business. Like I'm not trying to sell anybody anything. Like when I write my brand message and tagline, it's like I'm trying to make it stuff that I believe in and that people will resonate with, not something that'll sell people products. It's like I'm trying to, I really do want to create this move, like this movement and community of people. Cause I, and I feel like we need it here in Arizona too. Like a lot of artists here that I hear people say it all the time, like nobody makes it from Arizona. And it's like, well, it's because we don't have the culture to push it. It's like we need the communities to push yeah. these artists. It's like whenever, whenever an artist some like starts to make it, they leave and go somewhere where they can make it like Chicago or like Atlanta. So like places where like music is already, you know, kind of culturized there, but no, you know, it's not something that we have here. Like you don't, you don't hear like, Oh, Arizona. Like that's, yeah. Like that's the spot. Yeah. I, I, my hope is that we get there. I, I used to feel the same way. I used to feel the same way. And, um, I see so much talent here now and so much. Um, and it's definitely growing too. Like yeah. we're belt, we're, there's a, there's an artistic community that's, that's thriving right now. Yeah. I think, I think we're like, right now we're thri- we're starting to yeah you know yeah, it was interesting when uh, when i first saw your brand uh for anybody listening uh, that kind of knows uh, so I, I sit on the board of, of phoenix fashion week and the style council board and um when i was in learning about all these brands um it was interesting to see yours because um i was like wow you know you're right like the the child side of me was like oh man like one i love fashion so i was like that's cool like and it brought me the nostalgia and I had no idea what was happening with tie-dye. I had no idea. And that's why I even texted you a couple of times. I'm like, damn, man, like this I, is, that. I texted yeah. you when I found it. I'm like, what the fuck is going on even, here? I didn't even think it was gonna <laughs> blow up the way it is right now. Like, yeah. I, think, I think Nike is releasing like a tie-dye collection. Like, I didn't think that brands would start like releasing, like I know right. everybody has like one or two. Right. Like tie-dye has been around. It's not like yeah. something new that I'm doing. It's, I just didn't expect it to be like every brand's like, all right, tie dye is like the thing right now. Right. So right. it's kind of crazy seeing it blow up like that and brands like like taking hold of it too. It's yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, and what's, what'll be cool too to watch you out over time too is um, taking something that's a trend and transcending it. Yeah. And keep and then how you take something like uh, being more than just tie dye. Yeah, we'll be more in tie-dye. And how do you expand on a concept of tie-dye so that it actually has lo- like a longevity outside of a, a trend? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and, and, I, and I, I couldn't easily foresee you doing that. I mean, um, you know, I think that's, that's, the, that's the key to anything is that like when we like take something that's normally been a trend and yeah. now make it iconic. You know? Well, I mean, I haven't really told a lot of, I don't even know if I should let out secrets like this, but I'm not really worried about it. Um, when I first started, the, the key term that I saw that had like 350,000 plus searches per month was tie-dye kit. Mm. And it, so it wasn't just tie dye shirts or anything. It's people want to make tie dye. Right. Like even I struggle with it. Like probably I probably lose half my half my customers because they want to make the shirts. They don't want to buy them. They want to make tie dye. And so that was my plan. Is I want to start a tie dye brand so that I can be the new distributor of all. Because you know they say during the gold rush, the people who made all the money were not the people that were going for the gold. It was the people selling the pots, like the, yep, the pans, the and, yeah, and all the stuff to go out there. And so that's what I wanted to do. Is I want to I want to sell. I want to rebrand. There's only one brand out there that sells. I mean, there's online and stuff, but like Walmart, it's called Tulip. It comes in like a pink box with flowers and like little girls and these like really cartoonish shirts. It's really old. I, I just want to rebrand that with my shirts, put my shirts on that brand and the tie-dye company and we're the new distributor of tie-dye kits, but we also have the apparel brand. We have the entertainment yeah. industry. We have all this See? to there offer. Yeah. See, it's, it's things like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, you think about media distribution, everything I do is about media distribution. Some people will be like, yep. Oh, a podcast. I'm like, yep. Oh, Instagram. Oh, you know, the, the blog. Oh, this, this social, Oh, that I'm like, 
it's distribution channels, mm -hmm. it's media company, it's 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 poised to become a fashion company. It's all these different things, right? You know, yep. so, um, but yeah, and I like that you'd expand with the kits and all that. Oh, go ahead. I, and I think another example would be Red Bull. It's like, it's a drink. Perfect. It's a it's a it's, it's a, a media company. Yeah, they're they're. A, I don't think Red Bull and I go straight to the energy drink anymore. I'm thinking like, like. Right. X Games type stuff. Do you like, know their story? Do you know, like, I mean, I, I'm not, I won't go into the story, but like, so they don't call themselves um, a drink company. They call themselves a media company. They okay. made that switch. What they were watching was they saw all the, um, like the extreme sports, not getting the kind of sponsorships that like, you know, you're skiing and you're like, you know, all your, your normal sports, were, quote unquote, normal sports were getting. They realized through content, okay, we're going to take all the not the rejects, but like all the extreme sports people, like all the things that are not getting paid attention that are doing like crazy stuff. We're going to document all of it. Yeah. And they quickly became a media company making billions of dollars media over the drink. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, genius. paraphrase more phrase, but, and that, that was one of those pivotal moments. I'm just excited about that brand because that was one of my pivotal moments for me where I'm like, Oh man, like these guys are smart. A media company, and when you control audiences, hopefully, healthfully and, and respectfully, you call the shots. Yeah, and you can make an impact in the right way too. If you, exactly. You put the spotlight where it needs to be. That's what I want to exactly. do with my brand: is put the shirt on and the spot. And literally, the brand is your brand now. Like whatever you want to say with it, whatever you want to do with it, do it. And then, I mean, if if it aligns with what our brand's trying to do in the right way, then I'm going to share it and distribute it over every single social media platform. And that's what I've been trying to do: is create this community of people who want to be a positive influence and then really giving them like the vehicle to to do it so that was another thing that really changed my perspective on things i heard the the something about um bandwagons it's like you can't have a bandwagon unless you have a destination you, you got to take people somewhere it's like why yeah. would we jump inside your car if you're if you're not taking us anywhere we're not trying to just do laps and circles we're trying to go to a destination so that's why i was like that's perfect actually for what i'm trying to do because i want to like when I first started, it was like, I want to build like a safe haven for, for like the starving artists. It's like, yep. we have all these people that are depressed and have anxiety and stuff and feel like they need like an escape. It's like, why not build something for that person, then give them a, a place to be and create and do and, and have like that outlet basically like the yep. same way that, um, any artist treats anything with, even with music, it's like, it's all just a, an outlet for ex like cr creative yep. expression and self-expression. And I feel like I'm like, where do we even go for that? It's like, like, I guess the rec centers, but nobody wants to go to rec. Like kids don't want to even play outside anymore. So it's like, I'm trying to build something that would be like a, an escape and like that outside world, but inside. So like, I guess a futuristic rec center content creation center where people can go and they have access to, to make music, to videotape their podcast and do all that stuff. And, I think that would be just amazing. I think that it would change the world, honestly. I, I do. I stay tuned. We're we're trying to do something like that here in town. Bring, yeah, I was going to say this bring, is like the start to what yeah, I'm trying to do too. Yeah, there's there's several of us where we all want to get together and actually like, all right, you know, and because with all different, we're content creators, we're business people, we're marketers, we're all a whole blend, and you know, we're media driven. So it's like when you have them all in one place, mm -hmm. what do you think happens from that? You know, yeah. and and now that I'm I'm doing like, I just started like meeting up with people doing photo shoots and stuff, and I'm going to these studios here I'm like dang there actually are really dope yeah, studios all on, around. Right? It's like I didn't know about any of this stuff but they're all they all seem pretty new right. as well but like really modern looking and 
I'm like, this is sick. Like I'm trying to do all this stuff. There's a lot of people moving in here. I've noticed. And you know, for a long time, um, I was, cause it's an international podcast. So I was featuring people from all over the world, but it wasn't until probably about two years ago. I was like, that's it. I want to bring in like 40 to 50% Phoenix, Arizona, or just Arizona in general. So introduce our place to the world and the world to our place. Because yeah. there's so much talent going on here, you know what I mean. There and really it, is, and and but it didn't. I don't feel like it had an international platform per se, per se, mm-hmm. outside of your, you know, your normal, I guess. But um, but yeah, there's a there's a lot there's a lot going on here, and so you're seeing like these these kind of pop up of these um these studios that people are like kind of like you know creating and and uh, you know hopefully they they still keep the art there you yeah know, involved with it as well, but um. You know, and and I uh, and I agree with you about when you create a safe space for people to express themselves. Um, that was always the purpose with HDF. It was like, look, the journey is where everything is happening, and all of you are probably being misunderstood in some way, shape, or form. And so here, you're understood, and it's a safe place to like grow and yeah. just say whatever you want, work through whatever you want, as long as it's positive in terms of like you can have a negative experience and express it. But that you're working on it in a positive way. We're not here to like, we don't bash people. There's nothing wrong. It's silly like of somebody wanting to do a fashion company, uh, be the next big music artist, you know, be the next tech giant or whatever they are in any of their vibes, you know? Yep. And I think that that's just, um, I think when you create that, that's where community grows, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Are you not, like in, in the growth of your community, um, are you starting to see like similar, similar like some, some interesting trends with, you know, how they're banding together and definitely yeah the dance it seems like a lot of the dancers um i don't know if a lot of them are connecting but i i see them in the same videos i'm like damn i've I've, both of those guys have shirts i didn't know they were friends and i've even had people from other states say like i ran into somebody wearing your shirt like we're both wearing the shirts i'm like that's that's crazy to even like i'll get i'll get snapchats of people together i'm like you guys know each other like no we were just both wearing the shirt i'm like that's crazy and so it's it's cool being at the start of it like and, and then the whole community is, they like being at the start of it too. Like, they like seeing the growth and being a part of it. And I think that's really important too, is making the people that are a part of your community feel like they're a part of the movement. It's like, you can't just have a movement and spectators. It's like, you're gonna get spectators, but you have to have like your own little squad and like herd of black sheep, honestly, people that feel, that wanna be different and, and stick with the different crowd. And it's not people that wanna be a part of the herd, but they want to start their own little congregation, I guess. Earlier you were talking about, you know, whether it was playing the guitar or trying something new or like, or writing or whatever. Were you documenting that in front of people? Yeah. All of it. Everything. Um, I, I get it and I do it in front of people, but for the lot of listeners, that's where they get tripped up a lot. Walk, walk them through. So it comes from somebody other than me preaching about getting out of their head and just like, Here's a video of me singing. Guys, yeah. I might suck, but that's okay. The more you suck, the better, I right. think. <laughs> right? You can, you <laughs> Nowadays, can, yeah. You can literally watch it happen now. Um, start, you, I think, I, I don't know why I'm not doing it. If you can't backflip or something, start. you could start a video today with a new social media, a whole new brand of just backflips and you haven't ever back. I've never backflipped before. I would go in the backyard and I'd probably roll over backwards and that'd be video one, day one of trying to learn a backflip. Yep. And then just document every single day of you getting better at this backflip when you finally land it. Who knows how many followers you have, but you just hyped up that backflip so much that you just created a whole brand around it just yeah. from showing the process of, of learning how to do it. And that's what everything is now. It's like show people how 
to do things, show them the process of learning how to do it. And yeah, like you said, stop thinking because once you think, then, then, then it becomes about decisions. It's like, are you okay? Decide what you want to do. If you're just thinking about it, you're never going to decide. Once you decide, then you have to do the only important part, which is doing and experiencing it. And then you learn from that. You fail and you learn from the, you take your failures as lessons, learn and grow and start doing things faster instead of just thinking like I do it. I do it the most. I literally go home um, and I have like an assignment from Phoenix Fashion Week that I have to, and I have to do something with my brand. And since I care about it so much, I care about this brand and the image and everything so much, I don't want anything to go wrong. So I literally sit there, I'm pacing back and forth. Like, what do I do? Like, how am I going to go about this? And I waste so much time doing that when I could literally just make a decision to try something new, do it. The only reason I'm insecure about it is because it's unknown. Like, I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but once you've just do it and find out what the outcome is faster than you can move on and know what the right things are and know what the wrong, wrong things are too. I think that's more important is knowing what doesn't work. And that's why history is so important. I hated history my whole life. I never got any good grades in history. I think I, I got like a D in my last history class, even in college when I cared, I got a C in the history class. It's like, dang, like I just don't care about history, but it's so important because his, like you, you have to learn from past mistakes. It's like, the reason that history repeats itself is because they know what, like a lot of stuff, they know it works and it's, it's like a never ending like circle and there's tradition and holidays and stuff. And I hate, I mean, I don't, I won't say hate, but I don't enjoy holidays and tradition cause I love change. Like change is what drives so much. Like if you don't have change, then you're never going to be great because it's always the same. Like you can, you can be great for only so long before that circle comes back and it's just average. So true. Um, you know, people, history repeats itself because people forget and people get stuck and they stay in the same cycles, right? Yeah. And, um, but history tells us everything we need to know about where we're going or, you know, how do we elevate from where we're at, right? So it's always interesting to me, you know, in history repeating itself or even trends, <laughs> but, yeah. which is also really good, you know, for, for business sometimes too. But yeah, you know, it's, um, uh, it, you're right. I think people have a hard time adapting to change, but the, the quicker you can execute change and just keep moving, keep moving, keep mm -hmm. moving and not get stuck in any one place or be attached to what something should look like in any one place, the faster your life happens. Yeah. And it kind of makes the decisions for you too. It like, does. Like then you don't have any other decision. It can't, there's no other choices. Like once you just do stuff, it's like you will start eliminating options automatically. Yep. And so you know what to, I mean, you just, what to do is right in front of you. It's like the only thing to do now. Looking back and now having a clothing brand, what advice would you give to your previous self? But, but which is really also like giving advice to people who are, who are thinking about, you know, doing a fashion brand. Um, honestly, learn from everything like find mentors read books and re just remove your ego from everything try to step outside of your own self and look at what you're doing make sure everything's right and i think honestly just like how i started like with purpose and everything like you you make your own bed and lay your head down on that pillow every single night it's like you need to whatever you're doing whether it's clothing sports just a regular job it's like 
you have to be passionate about what you do and you have to love what you do. So I think as long as that's what you're doing, then the bed you make is, is always going to be, it's always going to be comfy. Like you're going to sleep well. And that's what I've always just been trying to do is just, I'm just trying to sleep better at night. So whatever it is that you do, it just, I think you just have to make sure that you're sleeping well at night. It's true. Man. And if it keeps you up all night because you love it, then I mean, I don't think that really matters. Like I'm, I'm tired today. My eyes were burning this morning, but it's because I, I don't want to sleep. Like I'm living my dream now instead of like five more minutes. Like I want to just sleep and I mean, and then go back into some nightmare. It's like, I'm just, I'm waking up and I'm like, I get to live my dream every single day. So, and it's only because I've just been chasing my gut feeling. I haven't been doing what anybody else is telling me to do. I'm just doing what I love and, and really just going with it, you know, and in, in learning every single day from, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal to, to to say, you know, I'm just going with my gut. Because the the world doesn't always understand that, right? That the, the world is like, well, how do you know? How do you know it's just a feeling? And, I, and the, the audience knows, I've talked about this on the podcast before, like a gut feeling is your internal GPS. It actually knows. Um, the the body's pre-programming is where it's like automation of like, you know, no, 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 don't do that, you know, because it's using false data, data from the past. But the intuition mm-hmm. knows. And yeah. you just have to like be willing to let go. But what is the, what does the world say? Like, well, how do you know? Like, and what happens if that doesn't work out? And this, and it's like, stop, 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 stop. Your road is your road. My road is my road. Everybody's road is their road. I'm listening to an internal GPS. You got one too, if you want to check that out sometime. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like I tell people, you know, and, and it's not always easy. Like I, I, I'd be lying if I, if I told everybody here that like, you know, yeah, I listen to it 100% of the time. No, I don't. I, I, there are times I question it. Um, or, I know I'm in the wrong because like my intuition tell me something else. I'm like, okay. And if I let that play out and I go against it, we'll see, you know? Yeah. And then, I mean, it's really about regret too. Like at the end, like you don't want to regret your decision. You don't. It's like, as long as you're going with your gut feeling, then you can never regret what you did. Cause it's, it's all accountability. It's like, it's all on you. Like if you start treating your life, like everything around you is your fault. Like if literally everything, I mean, that's why I feel like I have, I have a lot of empathy because I, I feel so bad for people like when they aren't feeling good. It's like it feels like my fault for some reason, even though it isn't it's like they could be complaining about their like significant other or something like that. And for some reason, I feel bad. It's like, why do I feel bad? But it's because I just want everyone around me to feel good. And if they aren't feeling good, then what can I do to make them feel better? It's like if I can't make you feel better about your day or whatever it is, then it's like, dang, like, that's yeah. what crushes me. It's like I have so much empathy for other people. Yeah, so, you're an empath for sure. You're an empath. You could tell, you know, yeah. um, and the ability to to manage that while becoming, you know, uh, an expansive business person mm-hmm. is Which definitely is, yeah, is a being, journey. Is a journey. Entrepreneur, yeah, I, an uh, empath and an entrepreneur, like, and I, I am too. And it's been a fucking <laughs> a crazy journey, like of like, like you said, you know, where you say no, and um, and honesty, it like sets everything free. It's true. The truth shall set you free. It's true. Yeah. It is true. But that also doesn't, they don't tell you in the manual when you first start that, that most people don't like the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the other side of it too. But then there's that balance of delivering the truth with love. Like, look, I'm just being honest. Yeah. It's not meant to, you know, make you distraught, but I can't do what doesn't feel right for me. Yeah. And then, you know? yeah. And a lot of people talk about like faking it till you make it. And nope, you can't, there's, what are you going to do when you make it? And you're still faking it. It's like, yeah. you, you can't, like Gary V says, like. You, anybody can talk about doing push-ups, but right. it's like you got to do the push-ups for me to believe you. Yeah. And um, but I heard something recently that really even expanded that perspective. Um, so he said uh, there was this guy that was overweight. He was an overweight poor man, and he bought himself um, 
he, with all of his money, spent his whole paycheck on a brand new suit that was like four sizes too small. And his friend was like laughing at him, like you're like you're so dumb. Like why'd you spend all that money on that? But it was because he was investing in his future self. Yep. And that idea, I was like, dang, like that is mm-hmm. that is genius. Like that's he, commitment. He, yeah, he bought him. He bought himself a suit in the future and said, this is what. Like he made that decision early. He, he didn't even think about how he was gonna be, how he was gonna lose the weight, and how he what he was gonna wear that suit for. Like. He's a poor man. He doesn't ever need this suit, but he knows in the future I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be better. I'm gonna be healthier, and I'm gonna I'm gonna work. I'm gonna grow into these shoes. So he basically bought the shoes that were too big for him, but then he grew into them instead of trying to walk around with these big, huge shoes when he doesn't even fit into them. Yep. You and know, I was like, dang. Right. Yeah. I mean, but that's that's um, understanding where you want to go, not needing to know how or when. Yeah. And then what does that feel like? brought present now i have to move yeah and that's yeah and, and then, then that, it's consistency after that yeah. showing up every single day yeah because i've been trying to use like re- like not reverse i call it, but reverse engineer i've been trying to reverse engineer everything that i'm doing so i have like my end goal and i don't know how i'm going to get there but i can build a, a path to get there just by knowing what my end destination is and so i've just been using that and then chasing my gut for the direction like i know the direction it's over here and there's a lot of things trying to pull me to the left or right, but it's like I know my gut's telling me just to go this direction. So I've just been following that. Well, that's just it too. Is um, especially as you as you grow and you're getting more notoriety, the distractions, right? Because yeah. the distractions get bigger and bigger, and you're like, no, 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 no. Like Lane, stay here. Stick stay to what here. you. Yeah. Stick to what worked in the beginning. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, yeah, I could. <laughs> this is one thing that like some of my followers have have connected with is uh, I haven't bought a new pair of shoes. I haven't bought myself literally anything at all since I started this. All the, like they say, like the first year you shouldn't even make money. If you're, if you're making money, then you're not doing it right. But I took, I took that seriously and I haven't bought a single thing for myself. And I, my pair of shoes, I like, I haven't driven to the post office once. I, I ride a longboard to the post office every single day. And like the bottom of one of my shoes is like falling apart. Like, like my socks almost falling through, but it's like, I don't want to buy new shoes. Like this is like, I mean, part of the process, but like, I don't want to spend the money there. Like that's the distraction, like buying things like to look nicer. It's like, I, I could put my, my money into my future with this brand. And so that's what I've been, I just been embracing all of it, honestly. No, I love that. It's um, like, it's funny because people don't even realize like a few hundred dollars is still a few hundred dollars or $200. Like, like for, for, for me, when people go like, Oh, well, you know, for this trip or for that, I'm like, that's my marketing budget. Like, or, or it takes away from my marketing budget. I'm like, no, no, no. Like I need that like 300 for this, 400 for that. Like, no, yeah. You know, and it's and it's funny because they they do, well, especially if they're not entrepreneurial, I guess they don't get that part. I get that, you know, but it's just funny because entrepreneurs look at everything as like, do you know where that 300 would go? Seriously. You know, I know where exactly where I put that. That but, would go for this like campaign over here and I would test this over here, you know. Yeah, like people are. Yeah, they buy like the most expensive random crap and it's like dang if i had that money for like my first facebook ad that i want to run like (laughs) because i'm not going to spend my own money on a facebook ad because i'm just just stubborn and i want to just keep everything organic and do it the way that that i've been doing it and it's like if i had a 100 bucks it's like i wonder how many people i could reach with that right it's like dang i could grow this brand so much with a 100 bucks but i'm not really thinking about things too much yeah so but that's because you know you're also not distracted so it's you know um what do you have coming up what's next uh, we have Phoenix Fashion Week. October 3rd is when I'm showcased. I think I'm going second. Uh, that's going to be fun. I'm I'm trying to bring like a dog onto the runways. I'm trying to do everything <laughs> different. So I want to have like a dog on the runway. 
Um, I'm not even really trying to showcase my products because I'm, again, I'm not really even trying to sell anything. I'm just trying to put art into everything I do. So this show, I'm trying to just show off like my art and put people up there that show the brand message that we wish we should be striving for what we really want to do at the end of the day. And so I have, I think my second capsule, I have like a, a chef, maybe like a painter, like just, I want to show off passionate people, not really products. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's uh, killer. have you been to, have you been to uh, the, the talking stick in the past? The talking stick I haven't resort? been to no, no, been to no fashion shows or anything. All right, good, good. Yeah, Cause so it's going to be an organic, ready. it's going to be an organic experience for you. But like this all happened. is a crowd. It's, it's just yeah. like a couple thousand people there. Like you're, you're going to be walking down the runway and I'll be right there watching yeah. like, yo, we had him on here first. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody needs to catch up. That's cool, man. Um, where can everybody find out about you online? Um, my website is www.thetiedyecompany.com and you can find me on all the social medias at tie-dye company. It's tie underscore dye underscore company. And my name is Dalton England. I'm on basically only Instagram and LinkedIn with that, but you can find me on TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, There's that Tumblr. I even, I mean, it's automatically getting posted there, but follow me anywhere. There's that TikTok again coming up twice, TikTok. two times in a row. I know I'm, I'm, I'm working next, on it. It's the next Vine, the next Facebook, the next Instagram. It's right. the next one. I mean, yep. it's, it's where Facebook was in 2010. Yep. Like everyone's like, oh, no, just my kids are on there. It's like perfect. Perfect. That's perfect. The, uh, I'm trying to take all of those kids because if they grow up knowing my brand, it's like perfect. Yeah. Well, they might no. not be buying now, but 10 years from now, they'll be loyal customers, I think. Yep. That's exactly see, but that's long term thinking. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. You know. Yeah, everybody wants fast cash. And that's what I was looking for in the beginning because I needed it. I was. That's why, like, I said, like, scamming people on the internet. It wasn't really scamming. It was just a a faster way to to create retail arbitrage and flip products online. And so I was. Well, that's just arbitrage. Like, yeah. oh, and I think scamming is people who like don't deliver a product. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? So I won't put you in that category. Yeah, I shouldn't but, use that word. But yeah. No, 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 no. But I mean, you. I, feels, it's arbitrage. You were you were buying yeah. it from one and selling it on another platform. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, which yeah. to me feels like just unauthentic. Yeah. 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 So I just wanted to be real with everything. Yeah. Um, and then, um, okay, so you know, you've heard me say this before. You're welcome back on any time. You know that, right? It's a journey. Yeah. So I'd be, I'd be curious to see, you know, quarter one, 2020, something like that. Like how yeah. things happen after uh, the uh, Phoenix Fashion Week in October, October 3rd. Yeah, I definitely want to come back because this is, I mean, this is the first time I really even shared much of the story. And That's there's perfect. still a lot more. And like, I mean, it's just the first chat. I feel like this is, it's just the introduction. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, I'm still learning. Haven't even really launched officially yet. Like I feel like, like to the world. Like not a lot of people know about what I'm doing. I feel like uh, they're getting there. Well, that's just it. And, and, <laughs> and see, see, that just shows me also where like where your head's at, because like these dancers are everywhere. Like that's that was some seriously dope marketing that you did. Like I, I love when I get to admire somebody's doing something. Interesting. I'm like, that was genius. Like it was perfect. It's like <laughs> it's art and entertainment. You know, you got to keep going with that. Yeah, man. that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, I got to keep going with that. Yeah, I've been trying to switch things up and move into like doing collections and building like the business. And so I forgot about the brand. And then that's when, yeah, like two weeks ago, I'm like pacing back and forth. Like, what am I doing? And I decided I need to go back to what was working, the roots and just go back to it, you this know, community that I've been that I've been curating. This is where the evolution of you, though, begins to uh, expands from here, because um, working in your business and on your business, you have to do both. I know some people say, like, eventually you want to work away from work on the business only. Yeah. But in the you to get to that point, you have to be to a place where you also have a lot of people doing the work for you. Yeah. I really just want to build the business and have it all like 
for somebody else to run so I can just do the creative Be side. the visionary, which is a lot, yeah. a lot of people. And in the beginning, um, because you have to balance it, so it's like I, the way I had figured out was like, okay, certain days I'm in the business. It's where all the creativity is constantly happening. Other days I'm on the business. It's where it's like the management of like how are the platform set up or, you know, how are the, the automation set up? How are the different things that, you know, are going to be, you know, systemized, things like that. And eventually the in your business will be, um, you know, away. And then eventually it's just like the new on your business, like the visionary style, like, okay, now I get the people that are working in the business that I can give the ideas to, Yeah, you know, so you'll, you'll, you'll be there before you know it, man. Uh, I appreciate having you on, um, for everybody listening, uh, you know, check out Dalton England. He's got, um, uh, Ty. Okay. So it's at T I E underscore D Y E underscore company, tie dye company on Instagram, uh, the tie dye company.com. Yep. Um, he's going to be in uh, Phoenix Fashion Week this fall. If any of you guys are in town, let me know. For those of you that are in Phoenix and Scottsdale, uh, let me know. And uh, yeah, you know, appreciate having you on, man. You're welcome back anytime. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And uh, honestly, yeah, shout out to everybody with the tie dye company too, because it's really been a community thing. Like, it really hasn't been just me. Like, behind the scenes, I'm making all the shirts and just developing the business side of things. But this is. 100% been the people like part of this company like all the creatives the photographers and dancers artists everybody they're the ones that I want to give the credit to because they've done a lot of the work for me and I've just been distributing it so I got to give them a big thanks to you you're gonna have to come up with a name for them you know at some point you're gonna have to come, and maybe you already do but well, that's what to, I kind of wanted to be yeah. was the tie-dye company it's not yeah. like a business company it's a more like your company the people you the people surround you yourself with so yeah, yeah. so yeah the, pe- nice. the people you keep let him know, hey everybody, he, he gave you guys a shout out. For all of you that are listening because he promoted to his community, you guys like, you have a home here. So uh, stay tuned for all of that and um, keep supporting Dalton. I mean, you're doing, it's cool, man, like how much, you know, growth um, spiritually, mentally, um, you know, professionally is happening all at the same time. So I, I support you in any way, man, and happy to like let the world know about what's going on with your brand, man. Thank you, I appreciate that. Absolutely, brother. For myself, Matt Gosman, for our amazing guest, Dalton England of the Tie-Dye Company, check out his brand um, at tie underscore dye underscore company on Insta, and he's on every other platform. So but we usually start with Insta because you guys all seem to be there as well. Go support him. Check out his products. Um, go to his site. Uh, appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate you guys as a, as a global community and constantly leaving lots of um, replies and remarks and ratings and reviews and just all your thoughts in general about what we're doing and interacting with us as a community because that's exactly like what Dalton brought up. We're all in this together. Appreciate each and every one of you and we are out.